Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me for this episode is my co-host, Joanne Kong. Hey, everyone. So, welcome back for our weekly Scares and Dares episode. That's right. We've actually named it now. We were kind of, kind of flying in uh, with a little bit of a, uh, a, uh, a starter um, a starter title by just calling it just our prop bet picks of the week, but we're going to go with scares and dares. That's right, because as we did last time, we're going to talk about our favorite scares and our favorite NFL prop bets that we dare to make each and every week. So, scares and dares, this is episode three, really, but really the very first episode of scares and dares. So, welcome to the show, everybody. We're excited to get you rolling, and we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about our scare of the week, which is going to be Willie's Wonderland from 2021. And then we'll give you our four favorite prop bets, NFL player prop bets that we dare to make in week 15. So with that said, let's get this rolling. All right, as I mentioned, our scare of the week this week is Willy's Wonderland. You might be saying, what the heck is that? Well, it was a 2021 movie that you'll find available for you on Hulu. And it stars our favorite, Nick Cage, along with Emily Tusta and Beth Grant. It's directed by Kevin Lewis. It's written by G.O. Parsons. It is a brief one hour and 28 minutes long, and it's very interesting. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this one here, Joanne? Uh, well, like you said, it's uh, starring Nick Cage. And we're going to call him Nick Cage because this is the second half of his career. That's right. No longer Nicolas Cage. He's That's Nick right. Cage now. And... Nick Cage plays a pinball-playing, energy-drink-drinking, possessed, animatronic-fighting drifter with nothing to say. And I mean literally nothing. Yes, zero lines in this movie. This is, that's the, the beauty of it. And he executes it with perfection. That's right. He perfects his, his zero lines are executed with perfection because he has zero lines. But it's hard. It's, How do you do tough. a movie it's tough. only with... You know, facial expression. Which he has a lot of. Right. He's really I mean, good at that. It is very difficult. I, I agree. I agree. Very challenging. Very challenging for, for Mr. Nick Cage to pull off. But he's a drifter, and he finds himself in a bind and agrees to clean up uh, what is an old Chuck E. Cheese type place called Willie's Wonderland. Or Showbiz Pizza, depending on what part of the country you're from. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, in true horror movie fashion, he finds himself locked inside. Mm-hmm. But... That doesn't faze him. Nope. Nick Cage, he is ready for anything. Nothing phases Nick Cage. That's right. So, you know, some people call this movie a little bizarre, but I loved it. It is horror. It's comedy. It's action. I mean, if you're the type of person to fall asleep during horror movies, you definitely will not fall asleep in this one. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, the story is what it is. You don't have to think too hard, and it is Nicolas Cage- at his best. Right. There's not that much more to say. Yeah, and I think that, you know, honestly, it's one of those things where it, it is a horror movie per se, but it's actually kind of a horror action comedy, yeah. right? I mean, because there's a very comedic aspect to it. I mean, at, at a very high level, you know, as, as Joanne says, he gets himself locked into this place. And if you are nostalgic for Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza and you just always thought, man, 
Those animatronics were super creepy. And they are. They are they pretty are. creepy. Very creepy. In this movie, they are literally creepy because they're possessed and he ends up in uh, fighting them. And it is great because it's basically, it's, uh, what you said, 82 minutes long altogether? Or what was it? 88 minutes 88 long. minutes long. I'd say 68 of that is Nick Cage punching, kicking, and basically pal driving every animatronic that you could ever hope for. And it, probably wish that you could do. Yes, using every weapon that you think you could find in a Chuck E. Cheese slash Open Pizza. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's amazing. It's fantastic. You, you, you can't get enough of that. And then intermittent with that, he'll stop and take breaks where he just plays pinball. Right. Yeah. That, that's the other, <laughs> that's the other, what, like uh, 30 minutes left of the movie? Yes. Is him playing pinball and just drinking energy drinks. Yes, he's just chugging energy drinks and playing pinball. And it's a, and by the way, if you guys are pinball people, and I'm a pinball person, it is a beautiful reshot pinball machine. It actually was a 1982 Devil's Dare pinball, which was specifically reshopped to be a Willy's Wonderland, one-of-a-kind pinball machine. And it's, uh, it looks great. So go check that out. You can actually check it out on the internet as well. It was actually uh, repurposed by a Spencer Merle, who actually wrote all about the process. And it's really freaking cool. But it is a very nice looking pinball machine. And he is just, he goes nuts. He goes nuts. He's, he's really animated when he plays that pinball machine in his breaks, chugging an enemy drink, energy drinks. And then it stops after 10 minutes and he walks out and he starts beating up more animatronics. What more could you want? In a horror movie slash action movie slash comedy. It basically checks all the boxes. And with Nicolas Cage in it. I mean, yeah. it is up there with Conair, The Rock, Face Off. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Some of you might be like, that is crazy. But, I mean, it is a really good movie. Yeah, okay. And so that said, uh, out of four stars here, what are you giving it, Joanne? Um, I would have to give it, you know, it's it's. It's hard to give anything four stars, I think. I mm. mean, it has to be, like, sheer perfection. Right. But this comes pretty close. Three and a half stars. Wow, three and a half stars from Willy's Wonderland. That is extreme. That is really, really extreme. I'd say more around three stars. It is an <laughs> enjoyable watch. And it goes fast enough that you won't get sick of watching him beat up animatronic characters. I think maybe I just like Nicolas Cage a little I more think than that you. might be true. But you like you mean you like Nick Cage, right? He's Nick all grown, Cage, he's all yeah. grown up now. He's, he's no longer up, yes. Nicolas Cage. All right? My apologies. He's all grown up. All right. Uh, it, just for you guys to know, uh, by reference, Rotten Tomatoes currently sitting at 62% on the, on the tomato meter. It has a 69% audience score, so it is fresh. Uh, critics' consensus is that Willy's Wonderland isn't quite as much fun as the premise would suggest, but it's still got Nicolas Cage beating the hell out of bloodthirsty animatronics, which is nice. Agree, critics. I agree with you. And the audience consensus is the story isn't great but it's got a fun 80s slasher movie feel and Nicolas Cage using random objects to destroy homicidal kitty characters what else do you need indeed what else do you need okay so go watch it that's our scare of the week Willie's Wonderland with our friend the all grown up Nick Cage check it out on Hulu all right let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that and move on to our next topic which of course you guys are all here to hear about and that is what we dare to make in week 15 in terms of player prop bets so joanne give us your first player prop bet for week 15 so the game for me this week i think is the new england patriots and the indianapolis colts mm -hmm. so uh my first prop bet is gonna be carson west okay um this is a tough one he is over under at 225 at uh thrive fantasy on the prop lobby mm -hmm. that's passing yards so that's passing yards yes passing yards so you know let's 
let's talk about Carson Wentz. You know, some players go on another team and they just break out. Carson Wentz is not one of those people. Okay. So the good news, he hasn't gotten any worse. Okay. And fair. he's not injured. Right, right. Both very Both positive. Huge positive. Yes. But, you know, in the seven games that, you know, Carson, uh, Carson Wentz has played and had over 225.5 passing yards. Right. So seven games. We're now at week 15. Okay. So um, it's now 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the New England Patriots, you know, um, are on fire. They are. So that is something we have to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to their defense. I mean, the uh, Patriots defense at week 13, <laughs> what can we say? We, like... Yeah. They, they like devastated. Well, there was no passing essentially. Yes. <laughs> it was But Josh Allen still got hundred and forty five yards off. I mean, right. that was pretty good. I mean it was severe weather conditions. It but sure was. He he still managed hundred forty five. Right. In week twelve the Titans, I mean Ryan Tannehill got ninety three yards. Oh, not much. Um, the Falcons, you know, surprisingly Matt Ryan got one fifty three. Right. And you go down that list. Baker Mayfield's got 73 yards. Hmm. Surprisingly, Sam Darnold's got 172 yards against the Patriots. Okay. And Justin Herbert got 223 yards. Okay. That is in the, you know, all under 225. Yep, yep. So in their last, essentially, six matches here, they've allowed uh, quarterbacks um, less than 225.5 yards. Right. So, I mean, like, that is... That is a really good defense. I yeah. mean, you're talking passing yards. Like, no one is breaking that number. Right. Um, so, it is, you know, crazy to say, but the um, out of those games, you know, uh, they've been away games. Mm-hmm. Most of them have been away games. So, you know, whether it's the home or, you know, away, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um the Patriots defense just has been really able to stop the opposing quarterback. Yeah, opposing quarterback. Yep. Uh, the second half of the season, like really, really impressive and bringing me back to like why I hated them to begin with. <laughs> right. Like, it wasn't you know, Tom Brady. It was the organization. I yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna have to say. I mean, like I hate Tom Brady too, but maybe it's the organization. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. I don't see Carson once like beating that number against that Patriot defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both of the teams are coming off bye weeks, mm-hmm. and it's either they're gonna be you know like low scoring or it's gonna be really like a score fest. Like right. both defenses are just gonna suddenly stop what they're doing and they're not gonna be doing you know anything. Okay. Um. So and and this is and this is the thing the Colts. They're they're a high scoring team, but the majority of that has to be given credit to Jonathan Taylor. Sure, on the ground. Yeah, he is the leading rusher um, for the league this 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 season. Yeah. With a uh, thousand three hundred forty eight yards and the leading uh, rushing touchdown leader with sixteen. Yeah, he's clearly MVP material at this point. So um, yeah, I mean, like offensively, no doubt, like the Colts have it, but like you know, against the passing game, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is a, this was the thing. Uh, uh, Thrive Fantasy has a $2 NFL 15 Saturday kickoff, and Carson Wentz has, is over under 230.5 passing yards there. Okay. And if it was 230.5, no doubt, you know, 
taking the under. Mm -hmm. um, the prop lobby, though, originally earlier today had it at 228.5. Mm -hmm. And even at 228.5, I would say no doubt, you know, you have to go with the under against the Patriots defense. Right. Because um, we, but like now that it's 225.5. So they've um, lowered it three points. Right. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And I, and it makes it really hard. Mm -hmm. But I am going to stick to my guns and dare to take the under at 225.5. Okay, so the under on Carson Wentz passing yards at 230.5 all the way down to 225.5. So basically, you're taking the under on 225.5 and anything that's going to be over that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to say that the Patriots defense will be able to hold Carson Wentz's passing game. Okay, well, there you go. Passing, passing yards for Carson Wentz under 225.5. So I am also going to go with my first prop bet pick with a – quarterback in the league and I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. Now Matt Stafford has been on fire, but the prop bet right now is over under 3.5 total passing touchdowns plus INTs. So this over under 3.5 total passing touchdowns plus INTs. Now, if you look back at his last 13 games that he played in the season, so the 13 games he's actually played, he's only exceeded 3 total passing touchdowns plus INTs three times out of 13 games. So it's very few times, you know, 10 out of 13 times, he would not have met that uh, over. He would be in the under. So I am taking the under on 3.5 total passing touchdowns and INTs. And it's not only for that reason alone that I'm taking it, because the Seahawks actually allow the six least passing touchdowns this season at just 18. That's under 1.4 passing touchdowns per game. And they also, I mean, you might think, well, they're a great passing defense. Well, not so fast. They're actually also the seventh least interceptions this season with just seven. That's only around a half interception per game or less. So what we're talking about here is that there are, you know, you, you total it up. The Seahawks are allowing somewhere on the order of 1.9 total touchdowns with interceptions per game. So that clearly is a much lower number, you know, than 3.5. And part of the reason is because the Seahawks defense isn't any good. And they haven't been able to stop a whole lot of people, and which means the run game has been uh, very effective. And, and typically, when teams start to get up big on the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks, they tend to just run and milk the clock away. Now, in the last five games against, the, against Seattle, the last five games that Matt Stafford has played against Seattle, and, and give, obviously some of these are with the Detroit Lions, Stafford has averaged 3.2 passing touchdowns for INT. So even against better or different Seattle Seahawks defenses, even with the Detroit Lions, he's never really, he doesn't exceed 3.5 total passing touchdowns plus INTs. Um, now, the other thing to think about is the Rams have an estimated point total of just 25 against the Seahawks, which is essentially no more than three total touchdowns. And I think at least one of those are going to be a rushing touchdown. So I don't think there is a lot of space there for Matt Stafford to exceed it. I mean, can he possibly? Sure. It's possible he has three touchdowns and an INT. But uh, chances are he's not going to make it. I am taking the under for Matt Stafford on 3.5 total passing touchdowns and INTs. All right, Joanne, your next player prop bet? My next bet, I'm going to stick with this game, and okay. I'm going to go uh, with Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, so now we're switching over to the, the other quarterback. Uh, the other quarterback <laughs> facing the other defense. Yep. So let's. We got to say, like, Mac Jones has been doing pretty well the second half of the season. Yeah, better than expected, I'd say. Yeah, really, much better than I expected. I mean, I really thought they were going to end up like last year, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not making the postseason, yeah, you know, no. crying in the locker room, right. <laughs> drinking away their sorrows. Certainly, the not, Caribbean certainly not in charge of the AFC, that's for sure. 
Surely not that. Uh, but yeah, that's not happening. But um, yeah, so Mac Jones is an over under at 226.5. Okay. Very similar to uh, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. right? So they're saying that their passing game is going to be very similar, and um, I'm gonna agree with that. I think it, I think it will be similar. I think uh, Mac Jones is also going to have a difficult time against this Colts defense, even though it's not as good as the Patriots defense. Okay. Um, you know, like Mac Jones, uh, he's had, uh, he's had seven games where he threw for over 226.5 passing yards. Okay. Uh you know, similar to Carson Wentz. Uh, and the teams that he's actually um, uh, played against with those numbers is Tennessee, the Jets, Dallas, Houston, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Miami. Mm-hmm. All these, most like all of these games were at home, at mm-hmm. Gillette Stadium, right. except for Houston. Right. And, you know, when they first played the Jets at MetLife in week two, he only, like, Mac Jones only threw for 180. 86 yards, right. which is a really big difference because when they played the Jets later on, he got like 306. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he also right. got better as time went on as well. Well, yeah, but I mean, well, let's just say like he has an advantage playing at Gillette Stadium. Uh-huh. Um, against the Colts this week, he is not playing at Gillette Stadium. Okay, so He's, away it's game. It's an away game. Okay. So I think that is going to make a difference. Uh-huh. Um and that's been pretty consistent throughout the season. Yep. Um, the away games, he's had less passing yards. Right. Um, so the Colts um, aren't as good in the pass defense as, you know, the, you know, the Patriots. The Patriots are, like, ranked third. Right. The Colts are 12. Yeah, not, not, no, not, no, uh, no small, uh, small, small apples there. That seems to be a pretty significant pass defense still. Right, but that's still a good pass defense. Right. still really good. And, you know, when you look at the Colts defense, you know, they've allowed, like, a, you know, Josh Johnson from the Jets in week nine, you know. Josh Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, over 300 yards. That, so, see, that, that sounds, that's horrible. <laughs> really horrible. So you would think, you know, then you should take the, you should take the uh, over on 226.5. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, um, they the Colts kind of play up to their uh, I think their team the competition yeah I mean like they held Josh Allen to 209 passing yards mm-hmm. Tom Brady to 226 mm-hmm. I mean that's those are pretty good I right. mean so there's no consistency in the Colts passing defense you mean the the yeah right okay gotcha. right so there's no there's no consistency you can't say across the board they hold them down I mean it's right. really been but up they and seem down to play to up to the challenge right they see. play up to the challenge so. Mm-hmm. Saying that Mac Jones has an away game against this, you know, seesawing <laughs> Colts passing defense. Sure. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna dare to pick the under as well. Daring to pick the under. Yes. Okay, so Mac Jones picking the under on 226.5 total passing yards. Yes. All right. Um, so I uh, my next uh, prop bet pick and the last prop bet pick of the day is Chris Godwin. So the uh, prop bet currently sitting is over under 60.5 receiving yards. I am going to take the over on Chris Godwin's 60.5 receiving yards. Now, they'll be playing the Saints this weekend. The Saints are middle of the road. They allow 259.3 receiving yards per game. But remember, Antonio Brown's still out. And Godwin is just feasting with Antonio Brown out. He has a ridiculously high target share on the Bucs. And, and if you want to just get a feel for what it's like, in the last two games in which Antonio Brown has, was out, he's had a total of 32 total targets. 
32. That is ridiculous. That like, is awesome. A really good day is like, you know, 8 to 10 targets. So if you're averaging about 16 targets per game without Antonio Brown, you have a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity to take a giant target share of the 259.3 receiving yards that the Saints are giving up each and every game. Godwin has exceeded 60.5 receiving yards in nine of 13 games he's played this season. He averaged 67.3 receiving yards in his last nine contests against the Saints, which, as you know, is more than 60.5. So I am taking the over on Chris Godwin's 60.5 receiving yards. I'm going to lock that one in. I dare to take that, and it doesn't even seem that that much of a dare. No, that one is... I feel like that's almost like a gimme. It is. Yeah, I don't feel like a dare at all. As someone who has stock in Godwin in fantasy, I would love to see that number up and up and up. (laughs) Of course, over 60.5. I think think it's going to happen. I'm going to think it's going to happen. So that's it. That is our four player props for week 15 that we dare to make. Let's hit the air horn on the show. There we are. And Joanne, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? It's at Kung Fu for you on Twitter. Excellent. And you can find me at FB Garbage Time. And remember, we'll be doing this episode every week, Scares and Dares. It's a lot of fun. And we'll, again, talk about our favorite scares of the week and our favorite player prop bets for the upcoming week that we dare to make. Uh, and we'll be doing this um, basically on Tuesdays, but it might be on Wednesdays because we like to mix it up a little bit. We want to we'll keep you guessing, keep you guessing. But this will have our regular episode. will continue on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. with Trev Stores, where we break down the NFTs and talk about all the wonderful NFL news throughout the week, including the football team. So, as I always say, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And thank you for wasting time with us. And until next time, good luck with your NFL player prop bets. Enjoy those scares that we introduce you to and enjoy your NFL week. Bye. Good luck.